You're now listening to the Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. Lone Wolf. The Lone Wolf Podcast. Me and my friends have a friend called Michael. Me and my friends. Well, me and my friends have a message for you, Michael. Me and my friends. Well, come on, Michael. Push a little harder. Try a little more. Get your feet on the floor. Come on, Michael. You can make it if you want to. It's just not the same without you. Alrighty, welcome to episode 31. Oh man, that was really fun having Larry Bomarito, aka Second Try, on Instagram uh, as my guest, as my last guest. Um, this one I wanted to do for a little bit. I just finally got around to doing it. But uh, yeah, this one is just going to be basically about my um, experience going to Pittsburgh. So it all started with a desire to go to PNC Park. Um, I'm from Alton, Illinois. I've mentioned that before on this podcast, uh, which means because of close proximity to St. Louis, I bleed St. Louis Cardinal red. But I'm just a fan of baseball in general, so I'd like to visit all 30 ballparks eventually. Uh, but start that journey with my favorite and most historic. I've been to Bush, obviously. been to Wrigley. I uh, didn't get to White Sox Field, though, because it was raining. Been to Coors Field in Denver, uh, but on August 19th, uh, I just decided I, well, actually earlier than August 19th, I'm not, not August 19th, on September 19th, uh, just probably a couple weeks before that, I had, I thought, why don't I just go to PNC Park? It's it's one of the most beautiful parks, in my opinion, and why don't I just go there? Um, so I bought, that, that was my first step in going, I bought tickets to go see uh Pittsburgh play the Royals so that was like that that push to get that that stone or that boulder rolling down the hill um and then I started to kind of research into Pittsburgh and found it to be actually quite interesting and so I bought a plane ticket uh through Southwest which I got like their want to get away thing they got like really good deals um so now I was like okay I'm I'm kind of locked in like I have to call off for this like, there's no turning. I mean, there I could, like, refund it and not go, but I put some pressure on myself to go. But, yeah, booked a flight on September 19th, went to Pittsburgh. Um, and let me just say this. I I haven't been to a bunch of cities, uh, like, notable cities, but it, in my experience of traveling to cities, Pittsburgh is one of the neatest ways to be introduced to a city. Like a lot of cities, there's a lot of flat ground leading up to them, so you can kind of see the skyline off in the distance, and you're just slowly waiting until you finally get to the city. Pittsburgh is not like that. It's a very kind of like small mountainous region. I wouldn't really call them mountains. It's more like just tall hills. Uh, but you're just driving through, you know, driving down the highway, and you're surrounded by these hills with trees on them. And eventually you get to Fort Pitt Tunnel, and you enter into Fort Pitt Tunnel, and it's a pretty, I don't know, maybe half a mile or so, or maybe, yeah, maybe like quarter or half a mile long tunnel. And as soon as you leave, exit the Fort Pitt Tunnel, boom, there's the city spread out in front of you, like right in front of you. You cross over the Fort Pitt Bridge, over the Allegheny River, or the Monongahela. There's three rivers in the city. There's the Monongahela uh, the Allegheny, and then those two come to a confluence and join to make the Ohio River. 
Ohio River. Uh, but yeah, I, I can't remember which one. But you cross this river over the Fort Pitt Bridge. Fort Pitt Bridge. Uh, to your left, you see the uh, Point State Park. To your right, you see like basically the downtown area. And uh, I'm trying to think. It's either on the right or on the left. Because uh, on the I think it's on the right. You see like PNC Park. On the left, you see Heinz Field. But it's just it's one of the most dramatic ways to enter a city in a good way. Uh, but yeah, I got there with two connected flights, um, one from St. Louis to Midway at Chicago, and then connected flight from Chicago to Pittsburgh, um, which I'm an idiot. I didn't realize on a connecting flights that um, if you don't, if you do, if you're doing basically this, uh, if you're not transferring airlines, like if you're staying with the same airline, uh, and especially if you're just doing like this, you're staying in the same country, they're going to transfer your bags to the next plane. I didn't know that. So like I almost ma- walked out of Midway Airport uh, because I thought I had to go claim my baggage. Uh, but yeah, I got to uh, Pittsburgh, like one fifty-five Eastern time, checked into my Airbnb in this little, well, it's, it's, it's like a, it looks like the old part of Pittsburgh. It's called Deutschtown which had like a obviously a big German population back in the day. But the, it's really cool. It's all these narrow streets and all these like houses, like townhomes kind of side by side. It just has like that old city, that kind of like tight-knit community feel to it. I don't know. It's it's really unique. Uh, but checked into my Airbnb and hands down, honest to God, probably the nicest, uh, the nicest Airbnb host I've ever had. Uh, I've never really actually met the Airbnb Airbnb host in person. Uh, this time I did. Super nice guy. His name's Eric. And um, actually, when I when I booked my Airbnb, I thought I was just gonna get like a room. That was it. No, I got a freaking entire town ho- townhouse for uh, basically two and a half days for like eighty two dollars. And uh, on top of that, he not just not only did he stock up the place with snacks and drinks water and all that stuff he also let me use one of his bikes just a total gentleman um so if you ever plan on actually going to pittsburgh look um into airbnbs in deutschtown and look for the host eric he i i guarantee you won't regret it but yeah once i got settled into my airbnb uh i pretty much i didn't plan on sleeping uh it's probably best that i did because i kind of wanted to save my energy um to go to pnc park so i slept uh Got up, just walked to PNC Park, got to my seat. Um, it, it, it was in the lower level on the right field side, and since there was no no one there, um, I just relocated to the nosebleeds, which pretty much PNC Park and maybe AT and T Field are like the only two uh, <laughs> the only two parks that I really would actually prefer to sit in the nosebleeds. Maybe at Coors Field, too, they got the, I think it's called the Purple Row. It's where, like, you sit and you're a mile high. And I guess you can see, like, the mountains and the city in the background uh, if you sit there. Uh, but, yeah, one of the few times I'll actually move up. So I moved up uh, into basically behind home plate. I was on the third base side. And amazing. One of the best views I've ever seen in baseball. Uh, you got the Allegheny River and then the Roberto Clemente Bridge and a couple other bridges. I, I, I don't know the names of them because there's 29 bridges that cross water in, in Pittsburgh. 
And in the Pittsburgh metro area, there's 446 bridges. It's actually the bridge capital of the world. So uh, sorry if I don't remember all 446 bridges <laughs> in Pittsburgh. Um, but yeah, you got the Allegheny River, the bridge, the bridges, and you got almost the entire downtown like skyline within the view of center to right. It's just uh, it's an incredible view. But there was one thing that, I don't know, we're spoiled as Cardinals fans at Bush. Like, like obviously, we, we haven't really, like, we've been, we've been to the postseason in 2012 and 2013, but we haven't really done much since. But the Cardinals fans are loyal, and we just love, we love our team. No matter if they're mediocre, good, whatever, we just, we have love for them. And... Uh, I think because Pittsburgh is such a big Steelers, like it's a big football city, and they like their Penguins too. Um, the Pirates, and the Pirates, I don't know, unless the Pirates were like in the playoffs, uh, the fans didn't really care. And you kind of get a sense, I kind of got a sense of that when I was in the park. Like, uh, we're fair, they were fair weather fans, and they don't really give a shit about the Pirates unless they're actually doing something. So that, uh, that was the only thing I that was kind of a bummer <laughs> uh, about being at the park. Um, and it wasn't really so much that I felt that. I was just like thinking like, oh, man, these players are sitting there playing here and no one gives a fuck about them. But in, in that same breath, I don't feel sorry for them because uh, the league minimum salary for MLB is like $550,000 plus your, your travel and your stay. Your lodging is paid for, so boo-hoo. The game itself, honestly, was kind of boring because, I don't know, the Pirates don't really have, like, anybody who I would consider to be, like, mind-blowing. They got Chris Archer. He's, like, a pretty good pitcher. He was he was who was pitching that night, so he was doing pretty well. Uh, and the Royals, they got Salvador Perez. He's a pretty good power hitter catcher. Uh, but the Pirates actually gave the Royals their 100th loss that season, so it was just, like... Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I can see why the tickets were pretty cheap. It was like two two teams that no one really cares about. I mean, the people care about the Royals, but uh, I could see how you probably couldn't care if they, you know, were approaching 100 losses in the season. Uh, but yeah, the game got done. Uh, got some cool pictures of... Actually, I got a really cool picture of the Roberto Clemente, Clemente Bridge. Um, I went on, I think, I don't know what it's called, like the, the River Heritage or Three Rivers Heritage Trail or something. Um, Pittsburgh is full of a lot of riverside trails, but I went there, took a long exposure shot of Roberto Clemente Bridge, and it was, it turned out way better than I thought it would. I got all kinds of colors and made the river look super smooth and reflection. It was just a beautiful picture. Uh, once I did that, uh, walked over the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Uh, pretty neat. Uh, I didn't know this until I was about ready to plan or about ready to go to Pittsburgh. Apparently, I guess before the start of the game, they shut down the Roberto Clemente Bridge for everyone just to uh, cross over to pile into to the game. Uh, you know, honest God, that was pretty much the only thing really interesting I did that night. Uh, next day was filled with a bunch of stuff. <laughs> uh, the first thing I did, because I was kind of tired, 
Well, yeah, I was definitely tired because my freaking body was being an asshole. I woke up at three in the morning, three in the morning to a sinus headache. Like, oh, gee, thanks. I'm in a city that I want to explore. I needed energy. What a way just to wake me up prematurely. You know, it wasn't to go to the bathroom. It was, hey, Michael, your head, the right side of your head, uh, you know, feels like someone just stabbed a knife in it. But the first thing I did when I, once I fully got up was I uh, went to this place called Allegheny Coffee and Tea Exchange. I got a little, I got a little chai tea there. Uh, but man, this place is incredible, in my opinion. Um, it's on the Strip, which, if I could tell you what the Strip is like in Pittsburgh, it's like, it's an open market. But to me, it feels like a long like a really long version of Chinatown in Chicago because I haven't been to uh, the Chinatown in New York City. Uh, but super neat. And uh, surprisingly, I, I don't know why I, I thought I thought people weren't going to be friendly, I guess. I don't know. I'm just inexperienced and haven't really been onto the world too much. I thought um, they might have this like Eastern attitude like I, I assume Bostonians and New Yorkers have, but super friendly people. Uh, when there got some, got some chai like I just like I just said, <laughs> uh, but was more uh, what I loved more about the 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 place there was they had this cool like coffee they had the coffee roaster there the guy doing it and they had like the thing showing you this the beans being stirred and being roasted right there and they had in the back it it, it, it had this cool exposed like roof I don't know how to explain it. It had the old building field they renovated, but um, they had, you know, loose leaf teas to, uh, for sale, uh, flavors from Tarani, all kinds of coffee stuff. But my favorite one was they had these little mini wooden barrels, like the wooden barrels that Donkey Kong throws. Uh, and they were all labeled and they were all kinds of flavors. And so basically what you would do is you go over to a box or I'm sorry, a barrel and which one sounded good to you, you pick up the, the plastic lid that had a knob on top and you would smell the lid. And oh my God, it was absolutely, it was intoxicating. Like, oh, it was, it was like <laughs> if you ever been to like Walmart or a store and you say, hey, how am I going to go into the coffee or another coffee, the candy? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm going to go into the candle. Here we go. The candy, the candle aisle. Well, I guess you could get candy, candy candle, since I can't say the two words together. Um, <laughs> it's like when you go to the candle aisle and you sit there and smell and you just can't get enough. It's like that times like 10. It's just so, it's just a, a, a lovely attack on your, on your senses or on your, your, your smell, your sense of smell. Um, but yeah, that was definitely my favorite part. And, uh, uh, just for, actually, you know, just for the sake of the fact that I work at a coffee shop, I actually got uh, a mixture of beans that equaled to a pound exactly, um, just so I could bring it to the people at Germanian, and so we could maybe make some cold brew, you know, make some some drip coffee, get some hot shots of espresso, and just try uh, get a little bit of, ta of little get a little taste of Pittsburgh, so to speak. Uh, yeah, and then the rest of them was just kind of like sightseeing. Went to uh, Point State Park, which is really neat. It's like the confluence of the Allegheny and the uh, Monongahela. Uh, but unfortunately, the the fountain was being worked on, which kind of bummed me out. It's like a really big, tall fountain. 
it's not as grand as the one in Chicago. Uh, I forget what the one, what what that one's called. Uh, but yeah, super nice, super cool area. There wasn't a lot of people there. Um, did a lot, a lot, a lot of walking, uh, a lot of just physical activity. In fact, I, I, I had to take a, a lift to the Duquesne Incline that day. And when I got in the car, I was sweating so much that, um, like my, my shins, my shins were wet and like it was dampening down the hair on my legs. Um, so that made my lunch that much better when I got to the top of, of the Duquesne incline because there's like, uh, I think it's called Duquesne Heights or something. There's like a neighborhood up there um, and some restaurants. But I went to this place, I think it's called the View 412. Uh, cool little restaurant. Uh, the service eh, was to be desired, but I understand what it's like to be in, in the service industry. Uh, but the view was just incredible. Um, if you ever get, get to Pittsburgh, I don't care if it's a tourist thing. Take the Duquesne incline, go up to the to Duquesne Heights, I believe it's called, and just take in the city. It's beautiful. Like once you get up to this, uh, once you take the Duquesne incline up, uh, you get to this, and you go through like their little like, it's like a tourist office. Uh, you exit and you go onto this patio, and it's it's without a doubt, in my opinion, the best view of Pittsburgh that you can get. Um, you can see. Like it's this panoramic view of just like where the the two rivers com, com, come to uh, they they confluence and you see the entire city of Pittsburgh and you can see the river stretching both ways as far as the eye can see and all the trees and just it's just amazing view and it's worth the five dollars that you pay for a round trip trust me uh yeah and then the rest of it just spent taking pictures whatnot. Um, just doing some touristy stuff. Uh, and then I went to, I actually stumbled my way into this somehow, but I, I, I went into, I think it's called the market square or something like that, uh, which is a really cool area. I mean, something about Pittsburgh, honestly, it's, it's got the population size of like St. Louis, um, and the friendliness, like the, it has like a Midwestern friendliness to it. But the thing I like most about it, and I was taken back by I was I, I wasn't expecting this was because of it uh you know being the steel city and having a lot of like industry I mean it still has a lot of industry there but not as quite as much as it used to uh and Carnegie is everywhere like Andrew Carnegie which was Carnegie Steel JP Morgan bought it and turned it into US Steel so US Steel used to be Carnegie and Carnegie is everywhere in that city but the city has this old city feel to it. Like I was walking down certain streets. I'm like, man, I feel like I'm in Chicago, which is really unique. It's like you feel it's and there's people, a lot of people there. It's kind of bustling, um, a lot of narrow alleyways and these like cool looking buildings. I was not expecting that at all. I took way more pictures than I I thought I would. <laughs> uh, but yeah, stumbled my way to this Market Square place. And uh, figured I'd try a Promonti sandwich, which is like a Pittsburgh favorite. And so if you don't want to don't know what a Promonti sandwich is, um, it's basically a sandwich that no matter what meat you get on it, it comes with fries and coleslaw that they put onto the sandwich. I don't really know what com- uh, condiments are on there. 
So instead of trying to bullshit my way through that, actually just <laughs> I, I looked on Wikipedia. Uh, so here's what it is. Um, it consists of grilled meat, which the meat I got was, uh, God, what is it called? Oh, I should know this. It's some type of Italian meat. Pastrami. I got pastrami. Uh, but here's what here's what's on a Pramonti sandwich. So grilled meat, melted cheese, oil and vinegar-based coleslaw, tomato slices, and French fries between two thick slices of Italian bread. And on top of just visiting places this year, one of one of my things just to like it's been a, a cool year of experience for me. Like looking back, it's actually been a really cool year. Uh, did some things that I wanted to do, travel a lot of places. Uh, I'm really thankful for that. Uh, but one of the place, one of the things I've been trying to do a lot this year is just broaden my horizon of, of food, of drink, and all of all that stuff. So initially, uh, when I heard coleslaw was going to be on the sandwich, I was like, uh, I don't really know about that. But uh, I said, you know what? There's a reason why it's highly suggested. I'm, I'm sure it's probably pretty good. So shut the hell up, Michael, and stuff this big, ridiculous, <laughs> huge sandwich in your mouth, and. I was pleasantly surprised. Uh, first of all, Italian Italian bread, nice and and crunchy, soft, tasty. Uh, the pastrami was delicious, but then you get this the, the fries. I guess because they've been kind of like all the con- the condensations kind of seeped into it from the other stuff. They gave you like I don't know. It's weird. You get this crispiness from the outside but you get a lot of mushiness like you would with mashed potatoes but you get the taste of like a french fry in there with the coles the sweetness of the coleslaw and the meat and the cheese oh and it was just oh my taste buds were in heaven and i thought i was actually gonna actually you know what i did take half at home but that didn't last as soon as i got back to my airbnb i just gobbled it right up but yeah honestly i wanted to do some more stuff like do some more touristy stuff but I think I was just pretty beat. I, I, I kind of wish I had the app on my phone that showed me how like much I walked. But I'm pretty sure I did a lot of commuting. And I don't know why I didn't use the bike. Stupid me. Like, I guess I thought the place I was going to go wouldn't accommodate for a bike. And maybe the, the Duquesne Incline is the only one I could think of. But I'm sure I could just like the, lock the bike somewhere and trust that it might be back when I get there. Um. But I didn't, and the result was I just came back a little bit earlier. But I was still pretty pleased with uh, all that I did that day. Uh, then the third day was just hitting up some last-minute spots. So once again, woke up the next day, did the same thing, got a chai tea. But instead, I got it from this place that's actually in Deutschtown called uh, Coffee House Cafe, but it's spelled like German, so it's Kaffee, K-A-F-F-E-E, House, H-A-U-S, kind of like Germania Brewhouse is. Uh and they actually used, there was actually a connection to the Allegheny. So they use Allegheny uh, Coffee and Tea Exchange beans and their products and their coffee. So, and then their products. Uh, so it was really good, except I think their chai was just a little bit better. Just my opinion. Don't attack me if you're from Pittsburgh and you've tried both, which I highly doubt has actually happened. I uh, got to talk to the, the owner, super sweet lady. I forget her name. Got to uh, talk to some police officers, thank them for the job and all the all that they go through. Um, a little funny thing, but and part of me kind of felt like a jerk, but not really. Um, <laughs> the owner, super nice lady, she said, 
she was introducing me to some of the people there, and she said, he's from Illinois, and I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be that guy, but the S is silent at the end. <laughs> Which, I don't know, you think more people would know just because Chicago is the third biggest city in the entire country, and like everyone knows about Chicago, and I'm sure it's sometime you've heard it. Somebody say Chicago, Illinois, not Chicago, Illinois. Uh, but yeah, I think, what else did I do besides that? Oh, I went to the uh, Andy Warhol or Warhol Museum, which I had no idea. Uh, Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol was from Pittsburgh, uh, but right in the heart of downtown, or right next to uh, PNC Park, which is kind of in the heart of downtown, they have a seven seven story uh, Andy Warhol Museum. It's the most extensive collection of Andy Warhol that you can like feast your eyes on. And so that was that was pretty neat. Uh, probably I could have done a screen test, which he was a filmmaker. Not many people know about that. Uh, but one of the things he would do was he would just um, have his actors or actresses or people. Um, I guess it was like an audition or he would call it a uh, what the heck would he call it? A screen test. And basically he would just sit in front of his camera for I think three to five minutes and then he would slow the tape down so we get like this uh like dreamlike stillness they had where you could do that and then it, you would enter in your email it would, it would send you the email and I kind of wish I would I would have done that but I didn't uh then from there went my way to Randyland which is like this really cool um I don't know how to explain it it's basically like <laughs> It's this really vivid, really bright, right, brightly painted building with like a backyard in the back. And it's like it's like an art installation like house. I don't know. But this really eccentric guy and like he brought this group in and was explaining his paintings and he was talking and it kinda didn't sound you know, it just sounded kinda out there. So I was like, eh. I'm on a time crunch. I'm just going to leave. So I went I left from there and went to uh, this place called the Mattress Factory, which is a contemporary art, a contemporary art museum. Um, not too far from there. And that was actually really cool. Um, usually, I don't know. I have a love hate relationship with con contemporary art. Some of it I think is very lazy and is objectively not art and it is objectively lazy. Uh, but some of it's actually really cool, and I kind of like taking my psyche into the, uh, or just taking my mind into the kind of more abstract ideas of art. And one of them was, uh, well, actually, there was three things that stood out to me. One was like one whole level was in entirely dark, except for they projected this one like square of black in the corner of this room. Which actually served for a pretty good like phot uh, photograph. I took a lo another long exposure shot of this red thing, and ended up editing it to look really cool in uh, Adobe. But some people were using it for portraits, so like it would black everything and then have this intense red look on your face. Um, and then uh, the other two parts were, which they were like one and the same. There are these two rooms. They were they were infinity rooms, which means that. Uh, basically, they're, they're mirrors that face mirrors. What happens when you do that is you get infinity reflections as far as your eye can see. But one of them, they did like these, uh, they had a black light. And it was all these uh, black light or black lit uh, kind of reflective uh, circles, polka dots. 
that were like it was kind of like being in a rave, so to speak, with like the black lights and bright colors, but times infinity because it just kept on reflecting each other. And then another one was just like a white room, a white floor with uh, orange, like bright orange polka dots and mannequins covered in orange dots. It honestly felt like something that would be in like a Kubrick film, some odd, bizarre like scene happening. Uh, so that was really cool. Uh, but yeah, I took a bunch of pictures. Or not really a bunch of pictures. Took took some pictures there, which uh, were really fun. Really kind of test perception and mess with people's eyes and whatnot. I kind of like doing that with my photography. Uh, yeah, and then made my way back to the strip. Uh, went to this Polish deli called S&D. Got some pierogies, uh, which was like two of the things that recommended me to eat by uh, the Airbnb host. And if you don't know what pierogies are, they're basically like... How do I? They're like noodles stuffed with a bunch of stuff. A lot of a lot of people like potatoes and cheese stuffed in there. Uh, they had like I got a mixture of them, so I think some had like chicken and some type of cheese. One had potatoes and cheese. One had mushrooms and sautéed onions. But they're kind of like dumplings, but they're shaped. They're in the shape of like an empanada. Uh, really good for just like a quick bite, something to snack on. And you know, honest to God. Um, I, there was a lot more stuff I could do. Um, I, like I said, I was not expecting Pittsburgh to be as beautiful and as geographically unique as um, I thought it was going to be. I would highly suggest going there. Um, but yeah, after I did all that, I just went to the airport and did the old stupid travel stuff, connecting flights and blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, definitely make it out to Pittsburgh. Um, just go there. Looking for the beauty there, and I guarantee you'll find it. Uh, but, yeah, that's the end of this episode. Thank you so much for listening. I just wanted to document my travel to Pittsburgh uh, just so I can, you know, listen back to it and, <laughs> and remember how good of a time I had, but also so um, I can pro provide you some temporary entertainment. But, yeah, thanks for listening. I appreciate it, and I will see you on the next episode. Hey, Kool-Aid and frozen pizza It's the work of art, I ain't talking Mona Lisa Dream of rocking crowds, see me filling up arenas This weed got me laughing like a damn hyena Yeah, I live a life pretty similar to yours Used to go to school, hang with friends and play sports Every single summer taking trips to the shore And that was all gravy, but I knew I wanted more Ain't ever seen a young rapper like one Can't believe they asked where it's just a mirage Still got my training wheels in the garage But I ain't gonna need those, I'ma go hard So far, I've done pretty well for myself Couple trophies on the shelf, so what else could I want that I don't have yet? Well, a little more cash in my own fast jet, so I can go anywhere, anywhere, anywhere. Cali for the Kush, cause boy, I know there's plenty there. About to be in music stores everywhere, but not yet. They can't understand my concept. I've been climbing up the Great Wall, haven't had a fall yet. These blogs gotta know I'm on next. Clean conscience, good Samaritan. Company sent me clothes, so I'm wearing them. If you didn't know, well, I'm from the bird. 
Everything I drop recorded by a big germ I smoke herbs and I make music I don't even talk about it, boy, I just do it Everybody got their own opinion The reasons why they feeling them You must admit he's killing them Running off adrenaline Waiting for the game to wanna let him in So open up The boy a barrel of a smoking gun Whether I'm old or young, the chosen one I got a hundred billion flows to come I hope you know the lyrics to every single song So when I'm at a show, everyone can sing along My weed bag empty, bottle at its last drop I'm feeling like this could be my last shot But many more songs to make, cousin So why the fuck you bugging? <laughs> yeah Shouts all my fans, man. We just some motherfucking kids. Holding me down. We just some motherfucking kids. And all the homies. We just some motherfucking kids. Most of